VorpalNetwork.com. This episode of The Tome Show is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for using The Tome's Amazon and D&D Classics affiliate links. Hey there, this is Nicholas Logue, author of Crown of the Cobalt King, and you are listening to The Tome. Welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome host, Jeff Greiner. And I'm Sam Dillon, and in this episode, number 227, we're throwing ourselves into the digital arena to talk about the mobile D&D licensed game, Arena of War. That's right. It came out a few weeks ago now by DNA or Mobage. I'm not sure what the relationship is between those two companies at this point, but they both had a hand in this, I think. Um, and we've had several weeks to play it and check it out and formed a party and dove into battle with Urtu the Baylor and continue to hunt down the chosen of evil gods like Sirik. And on the hunt with us are our digital do-gooders, Andy Meyer and Eric Paquette. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. So, without wasting any more time, let's attack the arena of war. Let's start off by by uh, reviewing how each of us is playing the game. What device are we using on what platform? Andy. Um, I play it on the iPhone 5, and I started also playing on iPad 2, but I have since upgraded to an iPad Air. Okay. Uh, Eric. I am playing on my iPad 3. And Sam. I have a Lenovo with the uh, Android base on it, so I'm playing on an Android device. And I am on my iPad 2. So that's that's most of us using iOS devices. I'll, I'll be interested, Andy. Um, how does the phone version run? It seems like it would, it would be a more difficult game with such a smaller screen, but you tell me. I, I don't think it's that different. It doesn't seem to be any harder. Okay, good. Uh, so let's get into it a little bit. What is this game? What is Arena of War? Somebody uh, explain the, ga- the game pay- play for me. Pool. Pool? Yeah. I was, trying to, <laughs> I was trying to think of a simple way this morning how to explain the game. Mm. And pool it, or slingshots. Yeah. Yeah, pool yeah. or slingshots. Yeah. So can we, can we explain it in, in some yeah. more, uh, more descriptive <laughs> language? Nope, nope, that's it. Show's over. That's <laughs> all. It's cool. All right, go home. <laughs> Shortest uh, episode ever. Two minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, I don't know, you know, you know oh. phys- physics or geometry. Geometry, mostly. Yeah. Um, well, you create your character, which you, you have to create. Yeah. Yeah, you, you select the character and you customize it. Yes. But... From ra- well, there's race and class combination which are already assigned, uh, and then uh, you start at level one. There's there's various there's some classes race and class combinations that you can only unlock later on through specific goals like the ninja. After you played seven days, you get the ninja. Uh, the pirate, if you level up level eight for uh, the half orc barbarian and Level eight, tiefling rogue. You get the pirate, mm-hmm. something like that. But once you got that, you join and form a party with the uh, other folks. Like uh, most of us, I believe, has joined the Tome Heroes all, party. All four of us are part of the Tome Heroes. Yep. Yeah. 
Yep. Are we the only ones in the tome? No, 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 we've got a fifth, and I actually no. had a request for a sixth, but you can only have five. Oh, what? So I, I had to figure oh. out if that I was trying to figure out if that other, if the other person is even playing, so you know I could kick him out of so I could, can allow other people to join. Yeah, yeah I did okay. not know there was a limit on. That. I didn't either until I had my six one, and it wouldn't let me let me have him join. Okay, because I I told one of my friends to join in and search for Tome Heroes. Maybe but, that's who it was. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I wonder I, if I you can. Thing to my magic list. <laughs> yeah, can you can you actually can you start two parties though, and then like how many parties can someone be a part oh. of or start? So no, I mean, fact, maybe uh, maybe all of us could start a different party, and then you would have different combinations of of five people each. And mm, so parties. we could have Tome Heroes and Tome Heroes Two and Tome Heroes Three, right. and whatever. Mm, right. Yeah. I don't know. I, we'd have to look into that. Well, I, I actually tried to accept another party invitation. And without even warning me, it dropped my membership to the uh, tone part. Uh-huh. Okay, oh, so, so you I can prefer. only have one active at a time. Party. Which is yeah, why I had to add you twice, huh? Yep. Huh. Uh, uh, but you, there are various stories, I mean, one, adventures that they have available. The first one that becomes available is Baldur's Gate storyline. And you go through the, on the map, there's a small little story, and then you... Fight do do fights versus monsters, and the way that you maneuver the monster, the your character is by basically sliding your finger on, on the screen to basically pull in the opposite direction that you want, and then release, and yet your your character gets slingshot or, and hits. Uh, if it hits one of the bad guys, it attacks, and usually the bad guy will pre-propel, and if if it hits another bad guy, it might. Uh, do a cascading effect of mm-hmm. several different t- attacks happening, which or they can hit a wall or traps or traps. yeah, yeah. There are things on the walls that some places are more bouncy. Some places have portals to take you to different part of the room. Yeah. So, uh, and each class has well, you you have powers. Each class are based on various different power sources, arcane, divine, um, stealth, range, melee, primal. Mm-hmm. And they give you a bonus for those type of powers which that you select and you have for your character that are of that type. Yeah. Now, it seems to me that you only have basically two statistics, right? You have attack and you have hit points, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get a bonus, a percentage bonus to that based on your level. So whatever level, you know, the the fighter, the dwarven fighter, for example, is a melee fighter, and for every level you have, you get one percent bonus to your melee powers. But it's also worth noting that the powers are not just powers that you can use in the fight; they're powers that give bonuses to your your hit points and your and your attack damage. Mm-hmm. So your attack damage and your your uh, hit points go up. As you equip more powers, and as you and, and then you and you're probably going to get into this, you also have the ability to to level up basically your powers. Mm-hmm. So it, it behooves you to have a handful of you know what ten powers or so that you've maxed out on level and made them as powerful as possible. Because not only do you have better powers to use, but you are yourself actually physically stronger. 
Yeah, when you when you fuse two of the same powers, it enhances one of them, and so you have what's left over is one power that's stronger, and then you can add generic powers to it. So it doesn't have to be the same power, mm-hmm. but it's better if it it's more becomes more powerful if you do fuse the same power. Right. And then ultimately, the goal is you would end up with all of the possible powers have all of the highest enhancement and all of the highest levels. Right. And I think and so t- then you you would end up with the most hit points and the most attack damage. And I think it took me a little while to figure out that when you enhance them um, by combining two of the same power, it actually mm-hmm. increases the maximum level that you can upgrade it to. Right. Yes. Because um, I'm at the point now where I'm – and they all have rarities as well. There's common, common plus, rare, mm-hmm. rare plus, ultra rare, whatever. Um, and I'm at the point now where everything everything I have equipped is rare or better, um, and so it's just that that really unusual situation where I get a chance to enhance anything. And for a long time, I had everything maxed out, and I was just building up, you know, all these extra powers sitting around doing nothing because I had nothing to enhance, you know, or to level up that would make mm-hmm. any difference to me, you know. Right. Yeah, but these powers you can use after a certain amount of term, and all the terms of the powers are all. Uh, if you played for D and D Fourth Edition, you would recognize the, the names of the power mm-hmm. of, of the powers themselves. And the, and the powers do add a little bit of a unique. I mean, it's, it becomes a little bit less of I throw my pool ball at that pool ball and knock it around, right? <laughs> it, it's because some of them right. do area of effect abilities. Some of them, you know, make them mm-hmm. atta- make that creature attack the wrong direction, or you know. So right. there are s- some interesting choices to be made with the powers. <laughs> And they, you know, they they only get activated every so often. There, there's like they have also like a turn number. Like some of them that every twenty turn you get to use it, and then you have to wait twenty turns before you can use it again. So that it's not like you just get to u- keep using it over and over and over again. And and depending on the power, and depending on how strong that power is, there's a different amount of turns in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's worth noting that when we talk about turns, we're not talking about like D and D rounds. Uh, right. So it might say 20, 20 turns, but that's twenty actions by anybody. You know, so mm-hmm. every, when I when mm-hmm. one of my characters attacks, that's a turn. When then when a goblin right. attacks, that's a turn. And that's then, another turn, right. right? So theoretically, every ten attacks, any power that took, you know, like if you have three people in your party on the battlefield and everybody does ten actions, that's been thirty turns. So anything that you needed to wait thirty turns for now is available to use immediately. Good. All right. So that's how that's the game. I think in a nutshell. Uh, I, th- I think um, we might want to point out for the powers, you may be used to D&D if you're listening <laughs> to this show. And you may be used to, you know, wizards have wizardly powers, fighters have fighter powers, mm-hmm. clerics have cleric powers, but that, that's not this game. Right. Everybody um, has they, all the powers. Everybody right. has all the powers. They, they get a small bonus for those which fall under their affinity. But, like, for instance, right now my my wizard character has two... Uh, fighter powers as her primary powers because that's those are the strong powers I've got. Mm-hmm. That's, no, absolutely. And in fact, right. it's to the point that when I change classes, it has almost no impact on the power level of my character. Right. Exactly. Because I have all the exact yeah. same powers equipped. And it really, it really takes away from. It's a missed, a huge missed opportunity for it to feel like a D and D game. Yeah. Yes. No, it the, definitely, and and to just add some variety to the game. I mean, yeah. honestly, it, it basically what it turns out is everything feels the same because you can any character you have, you can equip whatever powers you want, and so that means that of course the most obvious choice is just equip your strongest friggin' powers. Mm-hmm. 
And, and so basically and, and you, you, have, you end up with the strongest powers. You're never going to change those. And you never have to make even those choices because you can just hit the audio equip button. Right. And, and it'll it, it picks the, auto, the most powerful exactly. ones. You're right. I, I agree. That's a huge, huge, huge yeah. missed opportunity. There's, there's, I mean as much as there's a whole bunch of different classes, there's mm. really like two or four classes. You know, um, yeah. There's the melee classes and there's the range classes. And I guess you could argue some of the range classes have range attacks that bounce and some of them don't. Um, and, but then the other distinction I make is that there's the tier one classes and the tier two classes. And they're really the only difference there is that um, the tier two classes get one extra power that they get to use in, in the fight. Mm-hmm. Has, anybody, uh, uh, has anybody unlocked any tier three characters? I don't know, that, they, I don't know that they're available yet. Yeah. I think I don't. Yeah, yeah I was I was wondering myself, are they hidden yeah. or are they just not available? And I think they're just I, not, I think it's I'm, just not done yet. I think it's not done. I'm assuming that it will eventually the plan is to get it done because, you know, there's still circles left for up to five powers. Yeah, for two, and so three, and four. You, you, you get two powers as a, as a first-tier character. You get a third power open power slot opens up mm. as a second tier. So I'm thinking, like, to get that fourth one, you need a third tier, and to get a fifth one, you need a fourth-tier yeah. character. Sure. And that's that seems so far away right now, I well, mean, just for what, in terms of the development of the game. And, and there's certain areas where they've made that very clear. Like, clearly they're planning third-tier and fourth-tier characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly they're also planning Twitter and Facebook. Facebook integration, which isn't there yet because that's locked. Right. You know? Um, So I feel like there's a lot planned and it's just not there yet. And and, and honestly, I don't know that that's bad because I feel like that at least gives me hope that they have the opportunity to fix some of the things that I think they could have done better. You know what I mean? (laughs) That clearly they don't think it's a done game or else they wouldn't have that stuff there. And if they recognize it's not a done game, maybe they can improve things. Right, but the problem with that is if it's not a done game, do you put your resources in finishing the the initial game or do you put your resources in fixing stuff that turns out is broken? Um, I mean, that's... Well, yeah, that's, and, and I don't, uh, I don't know. know this company well enough to know what yeah, they... Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I'm just asking, like, from the, from that perspective, like, I, I see what you're saying, but it doesn't really translate that well, because if, if they're spending all their time working on trying to get this thing to talk to Facebook the correct way, that's resources they could be using to improve current gameplay, which they're not using to improve current gameplay. But I've also and seen when some I say broken, do I don't mean... Like, if there's a huge bug that's actually breaking the game, that's an issue that will be fixed, hopefully. Like, if I was running the place, that would be the first thing that gets fixed is something that actually breaks but if it's just stuff that could be improved to improve gameplay and improve the experience that stuff might take a back seat to finishing twitter and facebook integration right. and now, i you know i don't know if that's the right way to go right and speaking of broken because i think what you're saying is broken is is more of like improvements they can made you know, right you i'm know. talking about improving um, the gameplay i'm not talking about i'm not talking about bugs okay if it's a bug it should be fixed right but there are some bug issues and i think andy's run into more of those than than anybody yeah oh yeah there are bug issues <laughs> uh, when it first came out it was even worse because it, it would get so confused that it would actually tell you you have to restart the game i've had it do that uh, a couple times on me but usually it was yeah. when i closed the the cover or something to open it back up and then it, it, and then try to go back and it wouldn't didn't like that yeah, I mean, just, just some perspective. I mean, I, I've been buying these iOS apps for a long time. I have quite a collection and history with them. This app is more crash-tastic than all the rest of them combined. Oh, I've had worse. Well, at least yeah. in my experience. Now, maybe yeah, you're... In my experience, this, this one is the worst. It, you'll be in the middle of a game, and suddenly they'll lose focus on your character, and you won't be able to see what you're doing. You won't be able to access your powers. Um, I... I 
you know, I've had times where I've lost my what are those daily refreshes or whatever those potions are mm-hmm. because of yeah. that. Um, I've had it load up and just show shadows where the every all the creatures the are. Yep. Supposed to be. I, I've yeah. had that too. Just shadows. Yep. Yeah, but the, then, that's one if, I can play with, you know. <laughs> right. Well, except that then when I would try to like drag the thing to make the person go somewhere, it wouldn't actually understand the direction that I was trying to put it in. It would do it backwards. Oh, I haven't had that issue. Yeah. yeah. I had the so. issue that we were just talking about a little bit before the recording uh, where I use a power and the, the image for the power fills the screen and then never goes away. So I, I, can't, <laughs> see my, I can't see my character. I can't see what I'm attacking. And yeah. yet I still almost won that fight. <laughs> you know? But that was really frustrating. I mean, so, sometimes I can finish it blind. Sometimes I can't. I've also had and, – and these are mobile games. These are supposed to be interruptible. If I get a phone call in the middle of the game, I'm supposed to be able to come back to it. And oftentimes if, if you pause the game – not oftentimes, I guess, uh, maybe 10, 20 percent of the time. If you pause the game and come back to it, you, you've lost that round. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it can't connect to the server or it's got a sync or whatever, and then yeah. the, you lose the, the quest energy or mm-hmm. whatever portions you used yeah. and all that. that that's, the, um, that's where I've had the, the most restart issues or the crashing issues is when I navigate away and then come back. That's when it makes me restart yeah. uh, more than anything else. And I've had, yeah. I've had a few of the issues where it doesn't focus on in the right place and I can't you know, do what I need to do. Um, but it's it's I don't know I feel like it's in the what two three weeks we've been playing I think that's happened to me a dozen times at most you know mm-hmm. and I'm playing mul- you know multiple times a day and and all that yeah my only issues I've had sometimes is that they basically said oh you're not connected to the server so you have to restart mm-hmm. and I've had once where the character got into a corner and I couldn't really see him really well from the angle but I was able to still play him. And flaming, flaming out of the corner, and I was like, "Okay, good." <laughs> oh, that, that does remind me of. There are some maps where I've run into this issue, and I think this is more of a gameplay issue, not a bug. Um, but there are some maps where my character gets so far to the edge that I can't actually get, you know, a full a full swing out of the out of that corner or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because there's not enough screen left on my iPad to pull back. Yeah. They just didn't give me enough of a buffer there. And, and that, that's, yeah, you have to bounce them off the, cor- the the corner, or you yeah. have to bounce them in the wrong direction to get them to cascade off the wall. Sure, that's I, what I've had to do because that's happened I, to me several times too. Yeah, I consider that a bug because that that's something where where they they the program knows where the character is and it can refocus the screen to give you enough space to move around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel that's something that can be fixed. I think yeah. I think it was just they they made some a couple of bad maps. Yeah. It's a bug in the map. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's kind of what I said in a simpler way. I, I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Have you guys participated in some of the limited time storylines? Yes. So the, and that's what that's worth noting as well because that's what an area where I feel like there's potential here too. Um, that now they had for the first like two weekends they had special uh, undermountain events where you could go and, and, and Alistair, yeah, go 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 through and do some stuff in undermountain and that was okay. And I figured, oh well, this will be just an every weekend sort of thing where you can do some get some extra loot or, or whatever um, beyond the normal game. But then this last week they did a uh, a storyline dealing with Urtu, the the Baylor from the Drist novels that tied into Drist and all that. So there were special, you know, Drist 
character-focused powers that you could earn and, and creatures you would fight and places you would go and maps you would fight on and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I've never been able to actually u- play the hard versions of any of them at this point. So I've never actually finished any of those storylines. Yeah. In the oh. Path of Revenge was the name of, of the week-long event. There you go. Um, I got through the easy level and halfway through the medium level, and I ended up in the rankings at uh, uh, 1,500. Okay. I think I was right around like 1,000, maybe 1,200. But I finished, the, I, I finished the medium ranking ones. Um, and I found that actually, you know, I was t- telling you earlier that I had all of my powers maxed out. It was t- until I started doing that event. I mean, this event was the place for me to pick up rare powers. It was through this event that I started picking. I now have so many rare powers. I have extras that, I, that I'm not using. Yeah. No, I participated in that one. I tried a bit the, the uh, Halbasters levels for the Under Mountain. Halaster, but yeah. again, Halaster. Uh But yeah, I... Again, managed to do easy ones, but around the medium ones, that's where I got about halfway before mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's starting to get a bit, starting to get rather challenging, mm-hmm. and I haven't, haven't tried the, the hard ones. Yeah, that's been my experience through the normal levels, too. Like, I played through the, almost the entire first book. So the storylines are broken up into books, and there's currently three books plus Undermountain available. Uh, and I, I got through almost the entire first book non-stop without losing a single fight uh until up until the last what two or three locations and then suddenly i couldn't get past them at all it's like oh this is the point now where i have to actually go back and play old levels over and over again and grind it out and become more powerful you know but that's where the the uh undermountain halister weekend events actually helps out because it gives me something different to play through and a chance to get some some extra loot or whatever um so that, you know, that'll help me boost myself when it's time to go back to those normal levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get the idea, but I, I, think, I, get, I, get, I get bored with it, you know what I mean? Sure. So, which, so that's a good, and I mean, that's a derogatory thing, and it's a good thing, though, at the same time. Absolutely. Because this is not a game where I'm going to sit and play for three hours, right? Nope. I play for 15 or 20 minutes and then I'm done. I put it down and I walk away and I don't think about it. So, and you know, that's sort of what it's intended to be I in mean, my mind. That's why so that's the I'm quest okay energy thing, right? Right, exactly. I mean, and I, so I'm okay with that. And I, but on the other hand, I don't like pick it up three or four times a day and play it for 20 minutes. I only play it like once a night for 20 minutes mm. and I go through my, my quest energy and then I'm done. Like, and yeah. So I, I know that I could be about three times as powerful as I am if I did it in the morning before I went to work and then I did it right when I came home and then I did it at night before I went to bed. But it's just not – I don't have that driving motivation to do that. I just don't care about it enough to, to yeah, do Yeah, I got to say, Sam, you do not get very much play in my game. No, I know. <laughs> you know, my characters are probably about three or four levels lower than, than everybody else's. And that's well, okay with well, you're you're you you tend to follow just behind Eric over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we I, for a while, for a while we were the point wise we were getting we were matching each other. Yeah, and going back we and were, forth for a while. Yeah. yeah, but I also play like you, uh, Sam. I play maybe once. Uh, once I spend all my my quest energy, uh, when the, the thing is when you le- your character levels, your quest energy resets, so mm. you yeah. get to get to play a bit longer if, if your character levels. Especially if you're tr- doing new class that starts level one, you get to level up very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
and so I could be more powerful, but has anybody here spent actual money to buy some of these on a, at a store to like, I, I did only because of this review um, normally I never spend money on little microtransactions like this microtransactions are the kind of thing that drive me crazy I would rather just pay a couple dollars and get the full game and not have to deal with microtransactions but I understand I understand the business model and I appreciate that I can play the game without doing it but I wanted to see what the process was like and how it worked for the purposes of this review um, and so I spent I don't know two dollars and I got 305 coins or whatever it is and you know you can buy them a dollar for a hundred or, or what have you, um, so and there was a sale of some some powers at that point. So I I spent a hundred coins and bought some powers, and now I've got two hundred coins and nothing I can I can <laughs> pay for. You know, there's nothing that you can buy for two hundred <laughs> coins. So I'm sitting on them waiting for another sale to pop up so I can you know maybe <laughs> afford something. Um, well, a basic currently does a sale on the basic powers pack for hundred coins each. Yes. <laughs> yourself some basic powers yeah, that's well I that's need. the rare plus to ultra rare okay well that's that's what I need so I'll have to do that but no and, and so yeah I've done that it's fine um, you get powers or you get potions but you can get the powers and the potions through gameplay as well and you don't need the potions mm-hmm. um, although and honestly there are some levels where it's like okay I am not going over and restarting this thing I will drink a potion and finish this you know <laughs> this last fight or whatever yeah, yeah so we should say that the, the potions let you if you die during a game it lets you continue where, yeah, where you left with, with basically it brings back all of your characters with one third uh, of their health mm-hmm. or if you run out of right. quest energy and you want to keep playing you can drink a potion and you get a third of your quest you know 33 quest, uh, quest energy points back uh, and it's also worth noting, we talked about forming a party, but never really talked about how that works. So I can select from my party of five, um, three people to, well, my, my character and two other people to go into the fight with. And so I actually control three different characters in each fight. And then I get access to their powers and things too. So usually there's an advantage. Every now and then it seems like it's, it'd be better just to have, you know, the two most powerful characters or the one most powerful character or whatever, um, just because I'm not taking a turn on a weaker character. Um, cannon fodder but yeah, there's some of that and then there's also the issue of powers right so the third character or second character or whatever does come in useful because now I can I can pull off the the cause fear power three times or whatever instead of just once right right I noticed that some of the uh, party members get a party bonus yeah does anybody know what that is no <laughs> no I noticed that too, and I couldn't figure out what determines that. There's there's a bunch going on in this game that I think could be cleared up. Like sometimes I wonder if some of the classes do behave differently. Like some classes seem to move faster or can go further or whatever than others. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them seem to be be less likely to ricochet when they're hit, um, and some of them seem to provide party bonuses in certain combinations or whatever. But but there's no like clarification as to how and when any of this happens like the cl- mm-hmm. if, the, if the classes are different they need to put it in the description how this class is different yeah, right. I, I, and, there, I, and there's nothing there's nothing i, I no. noticed that with yeah. with the dwarf today when he got hit he barely moved he barely moved right and, and, the, I, and or, that's the, the first time barbarian I said, like, well, does that there's too. a there's a D thing yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, which makes me think yeah, that, that they, they put a little bit of of that D and D stuff in there. I like it looks very D and D. The names are very D and D. The story is very D and D. But there's so much that's not D and D that I feel like it could be. Like one of the things that 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 I think they could very easily do is when a character levels up, 
let me make a decision about how that character is affected by leveling up, you know? <laughs> but there's no real decision point. It's you're going to equip the most powerful powers for every single character every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And no decisions to be made. It's, the decisions yeah. are who am I going to fling this thing at and, and what right. powers am I going to upgrade? Yeah. Well, then I, I actually – I tried to not equip the most powerful – like I, I tried to equip the most powerful power I had of the favored power source. Mm-hmm. Like I had my cleric and I equipped the yellow power source, which is divine. And then I had – you know, I had a, the, the elf – half-elf ranger or whatever and he shoots a, a, a crossbow. So I took – I used and I took my most powerful like ranged. But I didn't see any real difference. I mean – Well, all right because you're so low a level that you know, one or two percent doesn't, doesn't matter. Right, but I mean that's what I'm saying though. So the the issue is that it doesn't make me want to even look at any differences because there aren't any. It's it's yeah. too homogeneous right now. Which is why yeah. right now I've been playing the same character through I'm up to to level 10 I think with my paladin. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like you know I'm trying to see uh, 10%, that is not an insignificant mm-hmm. amount, of, amount of difference, right? right? Um, you know, get up to, and they, they top out at 30th level, then 30% is not an ins- insignificant difference, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's a long, I mean, I'm, I've been playing the Paladin for over a week now to get him up to level 10, and it's, it's a long time getting there, you know? Um, well, I, that that's what I, I sort of I've been I've been jumping around from character to character to try to level them up each two or three levels at a time, mm-hmm. and I and so I've got like five or six characters that are all like sixth or seventh or eighth level, and I, be, I because I'm doing that, you know, if, if that had been one character, I maybe would have gotten to tenth or twelfth level rather than having three of them or four of them at, at sixth or eighth level. Yeah. My, and so I, early, I feel like you, maybe I just chose the wrong strategy. Yeah. My early but, goal but was to – But because there's no real – there's no transparency regarding how anything works. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to – it's like trial and error. Absolutely. Yeah, and my early goal was to unlock a bunch of the second-tier characters. And so I've got mm-hmm. three or four second-tier characters unlocked at this point. And then it's just a matter of – all right, well, which ones do I did I want to play right now? And I, I kind of like the Paladin, I think, mostly because I could customize it to a point that he kind of looks like me. Yeah. I, I, I've got, let's see, all my all my Tier 1s, almost all my Tier 1s are level 10. A couple are level 9. All my Tier 2s are 7th and higher. And, and still, I, I just don't really feel there's a big difference between yeah. them. Just, mm-hmm. you know. No, I agree. I, I agree. I think the differences could be a lot more varied like they they've got an overabundance of classes and the primary difference between them is that they look different yeah can the cleric even heal nope no nope that's why i tried to i thought well maybe i'm doing it wrong i thought maybe if i take my cleric and i give him and i put the most powerful divine powers on him maybe he'll do something special and he doesn't do anything special he he gets he loses about 200 hit points because my my most powerful powers are melee powers and my divine powers are really weak mm-hmm. you know and so it was horrible when i you know he died like in the first phase of every battle yeah so uh, you know so if the question is well how D is it and eh, not much they use some words i mean i mean there's classes, a lot of there's a lot of D in it you know um there's a lot of D and D, but but, but, but and, and the look and the and the classes and all that, but but it's missing a lot of the key things that are D and D, like making is, making but, interesting choices when you level up. But is but but is that D and D or is that just standard fantasy tropes? Well, I would Which argue I that a lot of the standard know, fantasy tropes. It's got the tiefling and the tiefling and, and the um dragonborn and, and the stuff that's, that's not. So it generic. has special races. That's true. 
Yeah. But I, I, that sort of proves my point, though, that you know, in order to really make it D and D, they need to do something that's really obviously D and D, and there's not okay. much of that in here. Well, there, there are monsters from D and D, like the Mind Flayer and the Beholder that you face, which are D and D monsters. Yeah, and and the storyline is Forgotten Realms, Sundering based story. Yeah. But th- th- this is all. But th- this is this gets to the heart of the matter, though. Th- this is all um, window dressing. Right. The, yes. the game doesn't feel. I mean, you're doing, you're doing what, six thousand points of damage on an attack, right? Right. You know, and and, and I fought that beholder when I was using <laughs> wall of ice and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. It it, it looks more like D and D than it feels like D and D. And I think it 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 would not have been very difficult to make it feel like D and D. Has anybody? played any of the other games from DNA or Mobage? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. I, I've I'm, played curious, I'm curious if they're one of those companies that makes you know 15 different varieties of the same kind of game. There's another one that my boy likes. It's called Hellfire. And it's another one where um, you, know, you get these cards and you can combine the cards to make them stronger mm. in different ways. And uh, in, instead of like this pool type aspect to it, it's got this... Um, uh, catapult type aspect where, you, where you're flinging fireballs towards targets. Okay. I was just curious if, if it was the case of they just took one of their other normal sort of game things that they do and put a D&D skin on top of it. But it's, it well, sounds but, like it's, it's at least unique enough that it's not just a, a copy of everything. Yeah, else no, because I have another game that they do where it's like these monster cards and you and it's the same sort of thing where you fuse these monsters and it, they become more powerful monsters. But then when you're actually like you have these monsters fight, but then it's you're like choosing um, – you're like making patterns with different gems. It's almost like a match three game where you have to match three gems, sort of. It's not quite, but kind of. Yeah. So it's not, it's not at all like the slingshot thing. So they do, they do more things. So, they, so, uh, they, so it sounds like they designed this game as their D&D game. Um, but it, it's yeah, just... It, it uses elements of some other things that they the, do. This combining sure. card uh, aspect to it is common. I, I checked out like three or four of their other games, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's just the common thing. hit my interest at all. So but but the, that's, that's fairly common in a, lot of, in a, whole, a whole slew of mobile games mm-hmm. right now. Right, yeah, yeah and, and that could work very, and still feel like a D and D game if they just did some of the things we talked about. Right, I think they, I think they. So, what are the big things they need to do? What are the, what are the things that would make it feel more like D and D to you? Make each of the classes feel like D and D classes. Don't don't let my my wizard use use this um you know unbreakable, which is a fighter skill. Right. Don't don't let my fighter do this wall of ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Make the classes yeah. more distinct and and give me mm-hmm. int- more interesting choices when I level. I think those are the well, two, I, two things I need. When I level up, give me a power that's based on my affinity, not not to uh, you know random one out of the entire pot. Right, right. So it's got it's got sort of a collectible card game vibe to it you know you get it oh you you won here's a yeah, treasure except, chest and here's a handful right. of random powers that have nothing to do with anything that you did well that's the thing though but it's not collectible card game like because all the cards are the same <laughs> like because well, you would end up stacking your deck with the same two exact most powerful sure. cards and yeah. never using anything else ever yeah. and another option for making more D treasure i mean for treasure yes you get the power cards and all that but what about Holy Avengers, or right, I mean, weapons, yeah, different weapons. Yeah, they, they don't even have to impact the game much. Just you know the way your character looks, right? 
Yeah, that could be. Uh, the, yeah, it could be special cutaways. To I mean, and and that that could honestly be the kind of thing that they would unlock, right? The ability to customize your character in, in different ways through through questing or whatever. Uh, but clearly, they're not even done making all the classes yet. So, like, and I, and honestly, I feel like they have more classes than they need. Like, even by the time you get to tier two classes, you're getting into classes that aren't really necessary. Like, Except pirates, well, not really a D and D class, you know. But part of the reason for that is because they're all the same. Now, if right. they had, if there actually were differences, I might argue with you and say, well, you can actually make these a little bit different because of their power affinities. But because everybody just uses the same thing, they, they all might as well be the same. Right. No, I, and that's what I'm saying is that I feel yeah. like I feel like there's enough classes in the game right now. Yes, and that, that, that they could just yeah. turn some of them into tier three and tier four. You don't, don't, you don't. They don't need to add more classes because they're right. not much different anyway. Yeah, I agree. All right, so it sounds like we all pretty much are on the same page. It looks like D and D. It doesn't feel like D and D, but there are some relatively uh, well. I say relatively minor things, except that it, it would probably be a lot on their end in terms of the programming and and ba- rebalancing the game and all that to make it work. Um, you know, I almost feel like I'm really looking forward to version 2.0 when I hope they would implement a lot of these things. But, you know, 2.0 usually comes a long ways down the road. So we'll, I, we'll I see how long uh, I stick around. The, the, develop, the developers of this game, well, first of all, they should sit down and play D&D once or twice. Um, but they should also take a look at, at a program called Finger Swipe RPG, which is the same kind of pool type aspect. But, mm. but the characters feel like, you know, the wizard feels like a wizard. The fighter feels like a fighter. Hmm. Cool. And I think it's an older game that does that job better. That's cool. Well, and in any case, you know, and we talked about how it's a it's a it's a good casual sort of game, right? You're not really invested into it. It's great for you know, for me, it's great for I'm watching TV with the wife and I'm sitting on the couch and you know, I want to multitask because I'm not really into the show we're watching or whatever. And so that's the kind of game, this is the kind of game I'll play. You know, I'll play this until my quest energy's out, and then I'll pull out can- Candy Crush, and I sort of think of them as at about the same level. That's completely fair. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like we've we've really you know been hard on the game, but yeah, and I've enjoyed it for you know, what it is. On the other hand, you know, it's a free game. I play it for twenty minutes yeah. a night. I'm happy with it at that level. Yeah. But it's possible. Well, I'll tell you this: if it was, if it did have differences between the classes, and if and if things were more transparent about here's what this thing actually does, here's how this works, I'd probably spend more than twenty minutes a night on it. Yeah. So if they really want to pull people in and get them interested in purchasing, you know, these little one dollar in app purchases, they need to really do something because right now there's absolutely no motivation to do that. Sure. I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked the heck out of this thing, right? Anybody yeah. have any, any last thoughts to share? The only most I may have is the pretty inbox. I mean, it only uses uh, some notifications from the game, but maybe... Since you have party, maybe you'd be able to send yeah. stuff between mm-hmm. party members as inbox. Then I could it could harass Eric and Andy for being, or I'm sorry, Eric and Sam for being so weak. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like they're use your powers, darn it. <laughs> Whatever I do. There, there's a chat room feature that's not implemented. It's not open it's yet. Out. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those it's other party features. Oh, and also, I guess that's one of the things. It's it, this, and this is a feature I want that's less D and D like. Uh, and that I want to be able to add, you know, however many people I want to my party, you know, having a limit yeah. of because because a five is such an arbitrary limit. Like it, it's very D and D ish to have five people in your party, unless you're unless you're in my board. group. Um, but you know, yeah. So but you can only take three of them, yeah. So 
the five in the party is a completely arbitrary number that has nothing to do with much of anything. So let me have a whole well, here's, gu- let me have a whole guildful and then pick my three. Yeah, here's my fear though. Everything that we're talking about takes developer power mm-hmm. and developer time, and I feel like. The game right now is not something that wants to, you know, that, that draws me in and has me spend money to make it worthwhile. How much time are they really going to spend on this game that's not making them money? I mean, I don't know if it's making money, but I'm just, I'm, let, let me do the whole, you know, I'm the center of the universe thing. If everyone else <laughs> is like me, okay, and so they, they don't have motivation to put money into the game, even at a dollar, right? The game is free, but it's not. It's not possible to have a game that is free forever and no one ever purchases any of the in-app stuff. So eventually it will either go away or it's going to have to do something to make itself not free. And then that means you're going to have to want people to purchase the – you know, that's the business model is the whole idea is it's free. But people will spend one or two bucks at a time, maybe once a month. And if you get 100,000 people to do that – Right, then you've just made an, your money to pay the developers. And okay, I, fine. And but I, the thing is that everything that we're asking for, it would have to do all of that stuff to make me pay any money for it whatsoever. And, and, and Andy, you probably you may know better than I do at this point, but but I feel like most of these kinds of games, free to play games that have microtransactions to as their business model, I feel like for the ma- vast majority of them. Most people don't spend any money at all, and there's a small percentage yep. of people that spend all of the money that supports the game, but they're spending enough yep. money to make it worthwhile. Yeah, you, you tend to get uh, just a, a single-digit percentage of right. people mm-hmm. that spend the money. Right. Yeah, so you need a huge base. And, and another another way that the game could be financed is if Watsi puts it under marketing instead of under income source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you, true. You know, if, this is, if this is a marketing tool, if that's how Watsi views it, then they pay the developers to build it. Well, and that's part of the trick is that I don't know that yeah. Watsi – like I think for Watsi, it largely is marketing because I don't know how much money – I don't know that Watsi – I mean Watsi's making their money through the licensing. I don't know that they're making money through the microtransactions. Yeah, so – and, and, and that's that's kind of a – you know, just a, um, a theoretical right. thing. I, I, I'm pretty sure Watsi, you know – the, these guys came to Watson and said, we want a license. And they right. Watson I think, said, it's, sure. I think it's Mobage and DNA that need to make money in order to keep developing. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, I know. But it doesn't feel like they sat down and played D&D before they developed the game. It's, I guess, is the main issue. Yeah. So and, if, they're, and, and if, really, they're, if they're focused, if their audience is D&D players or RPG players, they're not grabbing us. If their focus is just, you know, other, other you know, what is what casual is called games. casual games? Yeah, casual gamers. Okay, fine. They might get somebody to download it, and if they get you know three hundred thousand people to download it, and one percent of those pay a buck one time, uh, was it worth it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it goes. I, I do look forward to seeing some more development because um, uh, I because I I feel like it has the potential to be a, a great game. I feel like right now it's an okay casual game. You know, um, mm-hmm. I enjoy it for what it is, and and don't expect much more than that. I do kind of wish I'd, we didn't have the big hype machine leading up to it with all the Watsy guys talking about how great it was. Because um, mm-hmm. it honestly, it sort of discredits their opinion a little bit when they talk about how great it is and how D and D it is, and then it's not. You know, right. well, great. Uh, now I know not to trust greatly. you in the future. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah, it's like it's like they didn't play this game, and the guys who made this game didn't play D and D. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. As much as like Mike Morales can't come out and say that that the game's not really that D and D ish, um, he doesn't have to go out of his way to point out how great it is, like five times at, at different panels and 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 speeches and things at Gen Con right. when when he knows it's really not because he's played it. 
you know? Well, but had he played it at that point? Uh, he, they had a copy on a tablet there at the game and were handing it oh, around to the Watsi okay. guys to play, yeah. Okay. Eh. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they, they hyped it harder than, than they probably should have, given that they knew um, that it wasn't quite where it, it would have been cool to be. Yeah. But I but they I, I feel like they got plans they conti- they plan they obviously plan to continue to develop and add things to it. I hold out hope that it'll get only get better with time. It's cosmetic for D&D gameplay. It's pool slingshot. But I, I get be- to play a pirate. I, be- I believe in in the conclusion of today's episode I described it as a bunch of superpowered tops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with pool. Pool. Yeah, I think pool is the best. Um, pool, pool with powers. Yeah, and traps. Mm. All right, and that's the end of this episode. I want to say thank you to Sam Dillon for filling in as my guest co-host tonight. Woohoo! As well as Eric Paquette and Andy Meyer. Eric is Eric M Pack P A Q on Twitter. Andy is A W M Y H R. Correct. All right, I remembered. <laughs> All right. And if you want to get a hold of us on the show, you can email us at thetomeshow at gmail.com. You can call the biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME. I think I got a call the other day from somebody talking about uh, a ski rental place. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> you can find Tell them to buy their skis through our Amazon <laughs> affiliate so link. If, so if you want to talk to me about your uh, small business... You go ahead and call up the Tomes Biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME. That's 919-B-I-Z-T-O-M-E. Or, you know, if you want to talk about D&D, you can do that there, too. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you can find show notes and other great Tome Show shows over at thetomeshow.com. And that is episode number 227, where we've bounced all over the battlefield like a bunch of superpowered tops as we reviewed the arena of war. I'm also war.